Sarah. Night. Huge night last night. Big day to have your podcast show today. I don't know if I watched the wrestling match or boxing match last <laughs> night. What, that just, that was total chaos. Total. Okay, that, well, looked like, that looked like a Portland riot. <laughs> you think it was that bad? I guess maybe I didn't know what to expect. I didn't think it was, I, I don't know. I thought that's kind of what you'd expect from them. What What did you think was oh. so bad about the first presidential debate? All right. Well, where, where to start? So first off, I thought the format, I'll start off with the format. And again, both both campaigns agree on the format. So it, it is what it is. I just didn't like the fact that I think what caused a lot of the chaos okay. and the interrupting and the back and forth was the fact that the candidates didn't have a chance to rebut what the other person said. So the format was supposed to be Chris Wallace asked a question, two minutes uninterrupted, which never happened, but two minutes uninterrupted. And that was it. You you didn't get to rebut what that person said. So each person, Trump more than, than Biden, wanted to get in to, to rebut or refute or just spin what the other person had said, but there was no opportunity. So it was frustrating. Okay. And I, I get that. You know, if it's a debate, you should be debating, not just answering a specific question from the moderator. And that's it. That's not a debate. Okay. That's answering questions. Okay. Number one. Number two, Trump came out. Apparently his strategy was to be as, um, boisterous, in your face. Um, he came out for a street fight. There's no doubt about it. Okay. And, and interrupted. And we could debate. We could do all the fact checking and all that stuff. I think both from, you know, from what I know about some of the things that the questions that were asked and the policies they were discussing and the positions and the history of facts. Okay. I thought both candidates were less than truthful. I think they all spun, which most politicians do. Of course, but neither one of them answered questions. For example, you know, Biden would not say if he would do a filibuster, if he would do away with filibuster or not, wouldn't answer that question. Trump really wouldn't. He didn't answer if he would pack the court. Trump would not denounce white supremacist groups. Um, That was sort of the big one. You know, even said he would. Then, you know, Wallace said, okay, well, tell us about Proud Boys. Tell us, denounce it. And then he said, you know, something regards stand up and stand down or whatever and stand by. Denouncing white supremacy shouldn't be hard. Exactly. I agree. And and I'm shocked because... The frustrating thing, though, is, and again, this is just my, you know, straight down the middle analysis. If you're going to ask Trump to denounce white supremacists, you have to ask Biden to denounce so-called Antifa, right? So, and, but, but the fact that Trump had to hesitate answering that question was not good. Not right. good. I'm not sure it was in his mind, but it wasn't good, right? Trump was more of the aggressor. Biden told him to shut up. Uh, it, it just, it wasn't like for the, uh, let's step back for a second. For for the 7%, 10%, 11%, depending on what poll you look at of undecided, that debate helped no one. It was, you couldn't hear facts all over the place, the moderator getting into it with Trump, 
the moderator. Uh, and listen, I'm a huge, huge, huge fan of Chris Wallace. I've said it on the show. I think he is the most fair, best yeah. interviewer in the business. And he's done previous debates before. I thought last night his questions could have been much more specific based on stats or facts or quotes, quoting Trump, quoting Biden specifically. Here's what you said on this date. Mm -hmm. so for example, when they were talking about who would better, they were talking about COVID and the pandemic and how things were handled. You know, uh, Biden said, you know, Trump knew how serious it was in February based on the Woodward tapes. He didn't mention Woodward, but he said the tapes and that he didn't want to panic America. Okay. Right. Trump then says, you know, well, Joe, you would have, uh, you called me xenophobic and you didn't want me to shut down the travel and we'd have to. So, you know, where, where that is, Wallace could have said, you said to Bob Woodward, X, Y, and Z, specific from the book, exactly what Trump said to Woodward. Would you do anything different? Or do you think that was the right course? Or why did you decide to handle it that way? And in retrospect, is that a mistake or was that a mistake? Then you could have turned to Biden and said, Joe, on February whatever, right. when Trump did the ban, you called him xenophobic, right? Or Nancy Pelosi said on March 3rd, Chinatown is open. We're open for business. Did you agree with her? Did you condemn her? Did you disagree with her? Whatever. Right. So I, I, ju I just thought the questions could have been a little bit more specific. But again, I'm a, I'm a huge Wallace fan. So um, and listen, I just think it wasn't productive for the people in terms of who won. I think Biden won only for the reason that he looked like a fighter. He looked coherent. He looked presidential. He looked very, very old at the beginning <laughs> of the debate. No, no, I'm being, he did. He really I, did. I don't disagree, but I did, I do think he, you know, he held it together well. I thought and he I did look. I think he got stronger as the debate went on. That was good. That was good. Yeah. I think his, I, was nervous. Um, I think his Scranton Irish blue collar blood got up a little bit. Like when he said to Trump, you picked the wrong guy on the wrong night. I thought, you know. Yeah, listen, I found myself saying, you know, good for you. Good for good for getting into it. I didn't agree with you know a lot of things that he said. I thought the other area where I thought the moderator could have probed more, because I think it's important to the voters, is the future policies. We spent so much time talking about the response to COVID, the 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 you know, going yeah, back that's to good. Charlottesville. To me, it should have been, and he touched on the future tax plan, but I think it should have been very specific. You know, you're going to raise taxes on this. You're going to do unlimited social security after 400 grand. You're going to raise the corporate tax, you know, I mean, he tried to go there, but I don't think we spent enough time on the true future policies, right? Uh, yeah, that's fair. Well, because people who are undecided, what are the differences Trump's going to do this, 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 and this going forward. Biden's going to do this, 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 and this. I thought Trump had a couple good points. I think he 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 did a pretty good job of tying 
Joe to the, the radical left. Biden said there was no manifesto. There is a manifesto. I mean, it's technically not called a manifesto, but he had a plan with Sanders. He said um, against the Green New Deal. And in that manifesto, everyone put it right out. It says the Green New Deal is crucial to our future. Uh, so I, I think, you know, he was forced to say that he's not for eliminating private health care. He was forced to say, so he I think Trump forced him. I don't want to say forced is the wrong word. I think Trump got him to move away from the left in that debate. Yeah, I think that's true. Which, by the way, I think helps Joe. Right. So because the left's still going to vote for Joe. Right. Right. And they're going to hope that he moves or they can move him through policy or the Senate. If the Dems take the Senate, they're certainly going to have the House that they can move him more left. So I'm not sure that helped him. I actually would have tried to tie. I thought Joe did a good job saying he wasn't going to, you know, be way, way left. He said, I'm my own man. Um, Yeah, and he's the Democratic Party now, not... Betty beat Sanders pretty pretty handily. Which is true. I mean, you know, he did get uh, the Democratic electoral votes or whatever. I mean, I think, you know, Biden was 2,700 while Bernie was at 1,000. So, I mean, he did beat him by over double, you know, I mean, in those votes. So... So To me, me, Trump had a few goals last night. One... I think reestablish the fact that A, you're the president, B, you have the best interests of America, you are focused on fixing or handling COVID going forward better than you had previously or have previously, and that Biden was a weak candidate who is, um, you know, not up to the task of, of leading and being president. And I think he was 0 for 4. I just think he was, and again, you could start getting into the weeds on policy and who lied and who did and then fact checking. And I think they both probably spun or misrepresented. I sure. mean, it's fact Hunter Biden took the 3.5 million. Joe was saying it's been debunked, you know, so, so I, you know, they both had those moments. So right. kind of that's a wash to me. Joe looked fine. Yeah. Right? I mean, listen, he's a 77-year-old guy, but he looked okay. Yeah. Right? I mean, I mean, he's not he's not gonna jump around the stage and stuff, but you know, he But I do think you're right. Overall, it was a win for Joe Biden, considering a lot of people were very concerned uh, let, how let me, he would let me, show let me up. Hold, sorry, Adam, yep, let me add no. a caveat to that Biden one. If you believe the current poll that Biden's up, say, seven or eight nationally and up anywhere from two to five or six or seven in the key swing states, Pennsylvania, Michigan, you know, North Carolina, Ohio, Florida, Colorado, Nevada, on and on and on. If you believe the current real, real clear politics polling, Biden absolutely won that debate last night. Right. Because he didn't lose. Right. He, he, so he maintained. No, yep. Nothing's going to shift based on last night. If you don't believe the polls and you believe Trump's much closer or there's this hidden vote or. Well, then I don't know. Right. I don't. 
then I'm not sure Biden won because I'm not sure you're going to change any minds either. So I really think wherever the race is, where wherever the race was yesterday afternoon, I think it's in the same place. So uh, do you believe anybody is undecided? A lot of people on Twitter last night are like, who's still undecided? I mean, this is, you I know. I think there's a lot of people. Because really? Think, okay. Yeah. And, and here's why. And I think that's, I think that's Washington, L.A., New York bubble saying that people are undecided. Because I think there's a lot of blue collar, white collar, potentially um, people in some of these suburban you know, rural blue collar areas who just don't like Trump. They don't like his antics. Right. They don't like the fact that he didn't act presidential last night. They don't like his tweeting. They don't like um, how he can get mean. They don't like the people he surrounded himself with, whatever it is. Right. But then they look at the Democratic policies that are coming if Biden gets in. And they really don't like them either. Well, the fear of the unknown, right? Because the taxing, you know. the the, regu- the 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 more regulation, the big government, the 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 overspending, potential health care, uh, whatever, 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 the economy in general, small business jobs, corporate taxes, whatever. So I think there's this angst. With and again, it's not a lot of people, but six seven percent is what we're talking about, right? Right. If five percent of the people of the seven or eight move to Trump, he wins, right? Assuming they vote, right? Assuming they vote. it was, I mean, look, I, I, you know, I, I guess I didn't have big expectations, so I didn't think it was as much of a shit show as people said, but I'm on an island. People thought it was a big shit show. Chris Wallace, I feel like, what else was Chris going to do? I mean, short of, unless they were going to allow Chris to yeah, mute listen, I think Chris, I think Chris was what did people tough, want? I think he was in a tough situation. I think Trump came out to just talk over. Yeah, um, that was listen, definitely my, his my only, tactic. And again, I, I'm not a, I'm not, I'm not a journalist of, Wallace's stature. I'm not even a journalist, by the way. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, I, pre- we're not, I yeah. pretend to be one. Yeah. <laughs> no, listen, I think my only, my only, um, my only thought was maybe how to try to do something more to get control. And I thought the questioning was off. I, I, I thought, and he picks the questions. He picks the topics. I thought it should have been, yes, you got to look back a little bit. Trump has a record. Biden has a 47-year record. But I really think it should have been very specific, using their own quotes, their own statements, their own. And he tried. I mean, he, he mentioned that Kamala Harris said um, about, um, I can't remember what it was, about the vaccine. And Biden said she didn't say that. Well, she did say that, you know. Biden said Kelly and yeah, Conway yeah. said something and Trump said, well, no, she didn't say that. And she actually did say it. Yeah. The meaning was a little different or context was a little different. So you wanted him to call them more on specific things in the past. And I, you know, I think the point you do make is you didn't learn a lot about their future. You know, they yeah, went right. back. They did it. I mean, uh, you no. know, Biden's going to raise taxes. Listen, well, and Medicare to- for all, you know, hopefully fixing Obamacare, you know, making sure. Whereas I think the thing with Trump is the fear really is he's trying to get rid of that. And then what's going to happen? And I think, you know, 
you do feel like somebody like Trump is going to be pro pharmaceutical companies. But I think you uh, could do it in the way. No breaks. Mr. President, your your tax cut, you claim created all these jobs and blah, blah, blah. But it also increased the national debt. Largest increase in, in U.S. history. Right. But so so what you're saying is the job creation is more important. And Joe, you're saying you're going to raise taxes on people making over 400 plus the Social Security increases, corporate taxes, dividends. You know, people who make under 400 invest. Right. Right. So to say that no one under 400 is going to pay any taxes, it's not true. Right. You will on investment income. Right now, again, it's not a huge amount, but you will. Yeah, of course. So, they're going to. Yeah. And, and, you know, I just the whole thing was disjointed. Um, I think Chris did as, as good as he can under the circumstances. I think it was very chaotic. Well, and Patrick, uh, didn't we talk about this? They all, both parties, both sides sort of agree to terms, right? They agreed to the yes. two minutes and Wallace brought that up. They agreed, you know, there was talk that actually um, Joe Biden's people had asked for a 30 minute break, which I'm really glad they didn't do, you know, in the middle of it. Obviously that was not approved. Um, so, so maybe, but did they agree upon the questions ahead of time? I guess no. No, 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 no. Only okay, Chris, so they didn't Chris know Paul the question. Does, so the moderator does all their questions by okay. themselves. So he chose the topics and he chose the questions. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, the next one is what? A week, two weeks away? I think two weeks away. So the vice presidential debate is October 7th. Can't wait. That and one's going to be good. And the next two presidential debates, assuming we still have them, are, are the 15th. And 20 seconds. And why do you say that? I, I did see a lot of people saying after last night that Joe Biden now shouldn't debate Trump, which which I don't think is a good idea. But yeah, I don't think he can do that. Why do you think? Um, I was just kind of being oh. facetious. I okay. think, you know, I mean, who knows, right? If, if hey, look, I, I, you know, I agree with you. I don't think Biden lost any ground there. No, and, I don't think Biden lost any ground. I don't think yeah. any minds were changed. You know, maybe there was a couple people who thought Trump was too aggressive and non-presidential. Um, I don't know. You yeah. Know what? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. you know. Well, it was definitely um, entertaining and, and, to watch. Yeah, I'll just say this. You know, you, you know, it's easy for us to sit here and say yeah. how Trump. But he brings a lot. What I found interesting, I'll just mention this. Over the last three years. And I've said this on the show before. Trump has had two years of Russia collusion investigation, right? Which, for the most part, found nothing from his campaign. Obviously, the Russia Russia interfered in the election, and those people were arrested, or at least they were they weren't arrested because they're in Russia, but uh, they they were they were indicted or whatever. Sure. Then you had six months, I guess, of impeachment, right? Which, you know, big deal. You impeach the president of the United States, right? Huge. Yeah, huge. So, so that's two and a half to three years. Basically his entire presidency, right? Not even a mention of it. So how important really were those things? How, like, so as, as a, and that's where Trump, I think, doesn't, he, to me, if you're going to, if you're going to take so-called undecideds to your camp, I think he should have been much calmer. And I think he has put all the antics and the crap aside. There is a record there. 
and again, you could debate whether it's a good record or not, but there are things he believed he has done well. Prison reform, uh, deregulation, the job market. He didn't even. So when Joe Biden said, I'll give you an example. Joe Biden said he'll be the first president to have less jobs than when he came in. Trump didn't. How about Trump should have said, well, as of February of this year, we had gained 40 million jobs, whatever the number was, right? We gained more jobs than the entire eight years in Obama. Right. Or again, I'm, I'm making that up. I'm not sure that's true or not. I'm just saying, like, he he, he fought yeah. on things you didn't need to fight on. Like, questioning how smart Joe Biden was and whether he went to Delaware State. Who cares? I know. Like, no, I agree with you. I think that's the that's the part that people wrestle with so much with him is like, I think he could have easily won that debate. He didn't have to do all that shit. You know what I mean? It just, it always, he just always blows it. You know, it ends up going down this. I, I probably counted on my, you know, just six or seven times, clear times where things were kind of quiet, which is, they weren't quite much, where he could have articulated. Yeah. Either, either what Biden will do to the country and the Dems or what he has done, right? Black unemployment, Hispanic unemployment, lowest of all time in February. Well, even right? Wallace set him up at one point, basically saying yeah. that the stock uh, market. Teed him up. Yeah, saying. And he, and he didn't take it. Right. Analysts have said that, OK, now this isn't going to be as bad as we financially thought. And the stock markets are having now record gains. I mean, and you're right. And he, he didn't never take responded. Advantage. Yeah, that it's was like, a, he, it. was like he was so focused on fighting Joe. He missed because he could have he could have he could have played that he could have said he could have said you know what i'm not going to ask you if you're better than 4 years ago because the pandemic no one's better than 4 years ago right now right however think back to february because we will get through this pandemic together we will i got vaccines coming out 150 million rapid tests there's going to be another i mean tests coming out vaccine coming shortly uh States are opening up, blah, blah, blah. Think back to how you were in February. Right. I mean, I agree with you. There were so many opportunities and those were missed. And I think that is what the American people are so fed up with is like he cannot he cannot take those opportunities and be at all yeah, presidential. Forty one percent that's with him every single day for the rest of his life. They're sure. not going anywhere. Right. He needs to get to forty six, forty seven. Or he can't win. Again, if the polls are accurate, he cannot win the electoral vote with the current polls. Yeah. He would have to, the polls would have to be so off and he would have to run the table like you've never seen before. Right. Yeah, I think he's in and, trouble. I think he's in trouble. People, I, definitely. Last, people keep pointing back to 16, right? Well, the national poll was not that off in 16. It was off by, I believe, 0.9 points. The real clear average, the day of the election... I believe was Hillary by two seven two eight. I think she won by one eight one nine in the popular vote. Sure, clearly they were off on some of the states. But even if you look at the state by state, only Wisconsin, I believe, was way off. Mm. All the other ones maybe had Hillary up two or Pennsylvania, and you know, and he and Trump won by point zero two forty thousand votes. So. The polls need to be off by four, five, six this year. Yep. And they're not going to be.
So Trump needed last night to get it to three or four and then something else to happen positive. The economy, another, you know, X number of millions of jobs in October or whatever. So anyway, we, we can move on. But I think I think Biden wins by default because I think he at minimum stayed yeah. in his current position and actually maybe slightly improved himself Gained for some people because he he was okay and he didn't have a huge misstep. He didn't fall. He didn't, you know, yeah, forget no big gaffes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. He had some gaffes, but I think, listen, I think he's had those, you know, where he says 200 million. Yeah, instead of 200,000. <laughs> he says, you know, 19, 20, he kept changing the percentages right. quickly. 17, 15%. You can see him catching himself. Yes, yes. I mean, there yeah. are those, but, okay. but. So what? Yeah. So what? Like it wasn't, I mean, he didn't have that moment where he couldn't remember the question or where he was. Correct. Or, right. you know, <laughs> those are good you know, signs. Good you know, signs. Or, hey, what's for dinner? Yeah, yeah, right. Is this over yet? Yeah, exactly. Um, Where am I? All right. We Okay, so a lot of debate coverage, but um, lots of other news happened. I don't know where you want to start. Obviously, um, Trump has put up Amy Conan uh, Barrett for the Supreme Court. That happened over the weekend. Um, seemed, I don't know that there's a lot that the Democratic Party can do to stop that, aside from, you know. There, there's nothing that they can do. And actually, one, one of the wins Trump did have last night was he got got Biden to say she's a very good person or seems like a very sure he, he, he said I have no problem with her something like that I forget the exact quote he either said I have no problem with her or she seems qualified so he got the future president of the United States to say that Trump's nominee is actually a good nominee yeah she's going to get through especially after the debate last night now it looks like Trump is maybe even in more trouble I think now the calculus is if you're the Republican party or what's left of it, we have to hold on to the Senate. We have to get Susan Collins. We have to get, um, you know, the, you know, the, the Gardner, Jody Ernst, um, Tillis from North Carolina. Yep. We have to have 51 senators at the end of the day. Otherwise we're in trouble. So, I think the calculus moves from the president making sure we get him in to got to keep the Senate. And at worst, we end up with 300 federal judges, three Supreme Court nominees, and that's Trump's legacy. And, you know, and, and listen, Kavanaugh, Gorsuch, Barrett on the court is a huge win for the conservatives. It just is. So, yeah, it's uh, going to be. I, listen, I don't think Roe Roe v. Wade gets overturned. I think when people you get don't? on the court, no, I don't. I don't know I, that I, it happens immediately, but it certainly could happen slowly. No, I don't. I think she's on record numerous times saying, you know, the law is the law. Congress would need to change that. Um, I, I, I don't know. Listen, yeah. I'm 53. I've been kind of paying attention to the court maybe since I was mid to late twenties. When people get on that court, I think it changes you a little bit. You realize the weight of what you're doing or saying. And I will say, I think the Republicans or the more conservative justices on the court historically have followed the constitution more than 
the more liberal judges, to be honest. I think the liberal judges have legislated from the bench a little bit more, both at the lower circuit courts and the Supreme Court level. So I don't think R.V. Wade will be overturned. You know, I could see some modifications to some of the state laws based on when you could have an abortion post 20 weeks, post 30 weeks, you know, some of those types of things. But um, I mean, listen, that's just my own opinion. Sure. I, don't, I don't think it gets overturned. I do think the eight, uh, Affordable Care Act uh, will, I think she would rule against that. Uh, so that, that'll be interesting. But anyway, back to your original question. I think she gets in. Yeah, it certainly looks unless, like that's going to happen. Unless there's a surprise that we don't know, right? Right. Um, so yeah, it looks like if, that I, if, I, if I'm the if if I'm the Republicans, I'm moving all my money from Trump to the senators. Uh, yeah. No, I think you're right. I think you're right. All in on this Supreme Court nominee and all in on the senators. I think you're right. But I think the Senate ends up 50 <laughs> 50. So I think whoever wins the presidency is going to be the tiebreaker. So, I, you know, I think the Dem. Listen, I think the Dems are going to have two to four years of controlling everything and we'll see what they do with it. Yeah. It'll and be if big. They do well in the economy. We, you know. Well, that's true. Know. That'll be that's a huge factor of it, you know. But what listen, can they do with the everything, right? So Trump came in, Obama did a decent job, I will say, in those last 3 years, uh, you know, the, I'm sorry, those first um, 2 to 3 years after the the Bush recession, you know, I you know, so these people say it's this is Obama's economy. I don't believe that for one second. I think that's just naive. I think Trump expanded on that, grew it, created more manufacturing jobs when Obama had said there wouldn't, they weren't going to be able to. Having said all that, though, um, you know, we'll see if if the Dems get if the Dems move way left and Biden is not able to lead. And, you know, they, they kill the filibuster and some other things. And, you know, listen, I think in four years, the Republicans win. I think a, a Nikki Haley or somebody would win. And I also think the Republicans will take back the House or the Senate. Now, that the problem for the Republicans, real quick, I know we're getting in the weeds here, but in two years, it's another difficult Senate year for the Republicans. I believe they have eight up or 12 up and the Dems only have four up. So you have one more cycle, one more midterm cycle where it favors the Democrats on the Senate side. So okay. the Dems could actually expand another one or two okay. in two years. So then, but then in four years, it's like, and again, I'm making this number up, but it's something like 19 Democratic senators are up and only like six Republicans. Okay. So I think this is going to, It'll be a ping pong back and forth on, on the Senate side. I think the House will stay Democratic, assuming Biden wins for at least the next four years until we see how they govern. And if they move way left and. Listen, yeah, if, right. And, and last thing, the other benefit the Democrats have and Biden will have, you're coming out of a pandemic. So the, the, the hope is you get a vaccine and then in 21 into 22, you're going to replenish a lot of jobs just because by getting this under control. Yeah. Yeah. And you're down 10 and a half million. So you're going to put those back, hopefully. So they're going to be able to say month after month after month, 
And if Trump wins, he'd be able to say the same thing. But regardless, if you're in office, you're in office. So I think you're going to have a, 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 an ability for whoever wins this election to, to say, oh, another million jobs, another two million jobs, another 10 million, you know, whatever the numbers are for a period of time. And I think that's going to look good, you know, from a, from a record standpoint. That's a good place, too, to talk about. I mean, because we are expecting a pretty bad fall. Disney announced yesterday 28,000 employees going to be laid off because obviously the theme park world has been so destroyed. I think you see you continue to see through your tweets in Montgomery County and in D.C., um, you know, restaurants. I, I don't know how they're going to do it basically through the winter. Uh, you know, I think you're going to just see a huge amount of small business close in the next six months. So the one thing I did agree with Trump last night was, you know, I think this locking down, not moving into various phases. And again, I'm not saying the state should open up and no restrictions like Tennessee is going to try to do. Florida's going to, he's reopened. But Trump did say last night, if you wear a mask, if you self-distance, if you wash your hands, businesses should be open. And I do agree with that. I think what Montgomery County, Maryland, Prince George's County, Maryland, what DC is doing right now, I think is... I think it's a dereliction of leadership, to be to be very honest. I think you have to allow these businesses an opportunity to survive. And then they still may not survive. Sure, sure. But I think I think you have to allow people to self-distance, to 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 to, to follow rules. But you know, I, listen, one in every three, I think one in every two restaurants closes anyway. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's so, a very difficult business when things are great. So, and the margins are tight. Yes. So I, I just, I don't get it. Like I look at Montgomery County and the leadership there, they're not giving you specific metrics. They're not saying, Hey, we got to hit these goals. They're not saying this is a problem. And honestly, the fact that you're not ready to move into so-called phase three, like the rest of the state in of itself is poor leadership. Yeah. Right. So, so you're at the point now where you're saying to yourself, and, I, and I've said this, I've treated this, either you failed early or you're failing now. Pick one. Either you failed early enough to, to be able to be in a point now to go to phase three, or you're ready to go to phase three and you're making an arbitrary decision for whatever reason, whether it's political, whether it's social, whether it's just out of fear. But Montgomery County, Maryland, one of the most affluent counties in this country, should be in phase three with the rest of the state. And the fact that they're not is is shameful. It just absolutely, to me, is shameful. President Trump because, alluded right, to this. Because I'll say that it's not about safety anymore. You think it's, it's political? It's, it's, political. It's, it's something else other than science. That's their go-to. But the positivity rate in the state of Maryland is 2.7%. Yeah. Okay. People are, people in this County are following the mass. They're wearing it. They're self-distancing. Okay. It's a liberal County. And I only say that because some of the more conservative Southern States have opened up and, you know, you get the anti-maskers and all this stuff, right? That's not our County. Our County follows the rules for the most part from what I've seen. So allow, like a theater. Yeah. Why is a theater not open in Montgomery County? You could easily self-distance in a theater. Yeah, you could work at half capacity, you know, I would think. Yeah, and by the way, theaters bring people to an area where there's also restaurants. 
People go to a movie, then they eat, and then they park in a lot. Yeah, pay for that. Right, right. The fact that they're not allowing a skating rink or an outside music venue, there's something else wrong with that. And it's, I believe it's, it's either out of fear or political or, or some, or, or a combination of both. And do you feel like residents, I mean, you know, we obviously see in Montgomery County, this is happening in, in places like Loudoun County, you have parents, um, you know, protesting essentially if private club pl- clubs can have sports, you know, so should schools be able to, and, but in Montgomery County, are people protesting some of their representatives there? Like how, I mean, are people genuinely had it or do you think no? No, I think it's I think it's a because I think it is a very liberal county. Okay. I also think that, and again, I I'm this is my speculation. I think the county, a, a lot of the county residents are either government workers, work for white collar corporate entities. That's probably true. Yep. And they're still being employed. They're still being paid. So and for them, you think it's not a, it's not hitting so home. I think, I think the, I think the calculus is if, if, if 70% of our residents are still making money, still employed, still fine, you know, why take the chance? Well, it's, and it's not just about, see, see, the thing that bothers me is it's not about me being able to go out. People say, oh, you just want to go out and eat. You're selfish. No, I'm not sure I would go in a restaurant sure. that was at 75% capacity. My point is I should, that restaurant should have the ability to manage that. The theater should have the ability to manage that. And if it can happen in Frederick County and Howard County and Calvert County, why can't it happen in Montgomery County? Right. That's a, it doesn't make sense. And, <clears throat> and Or tell me specifically, we need to be at 2%. That was the number, but they've never told you that number. It was flatten the curve. And then it was, we got to see two weeks of sustained decline. And then it was this, and it's, it's always something why yeah. we're not in phase three. Then he, then he gets into a, you know, a, a tit for tat with the governor. And it's like, like, stop, stop. This yeah. governor, this governor has handled the pandemic. I believe as the best in the country. I, I, I think, think a lot of people agree he, with you on Larry he, Hogan. He yeah. balanced safety. He balanced children. He balanced parents. He balanced business. I believe better than anyone in the country. That could be your Republican president in four years. There you go. Yeah, I would love it, but I, I just, I'm not sure he could get through a primary. I think he's too, too, too moderate on social issues. God, that's so depressing. But the Republicans need to rethink, right? I mean, the Republican Party is fractured. You have the never Trumpers. You have the 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 the, the, the well, right wings. You and have- if you believe the polls, you know, fewer and fewer young people, and overall in this country, more people are identifying as Democrats. So they do seem to have a problem yeah, until they actually have a real job and make money and pay taxes, and then they become moderate Republicans, right? <laughs> Till they grow up. Um, Till they grow up. Well, there's a ton of other stories to get to. What else do you want to hit on? Um, Sports-wise, you know, Delonte West, who's obviously from the D.C. area, very sad story. That went um, viral yesterday with Mark Cuban. Um, It's too bad. You know, I mean, obviously, he has a long history of addiction, bipolar disorder. Very sad, but apparently getting treatment. Yes. No, so listen, I think it's very sad. Yeah, totally. You know, listen, we've talked 
we've talked numerous times on this podcast about the mental health crisis in this country. Not to go back to the debate, but the other thing I do think Trump said last night that did resonate with people about opening up the economy yep. is I think the long-term mental impact on um, whether it's from drug addiction, suicides, uh, drinking, um, just anxiety, stress, heart attacks, on and on from either not working, losing your job, not being able to, to function. I think, I think we'll have a, it, it's going to have a severe impact on a lot of people. And, you know, people build these businesses up and, and they invest and, and they put their life savings into it. And so, so I, I think that has to be part of the calculus. I do. Um, but also I think mental health in this problem, the mental health in this country has always been looked at as um, with, with some negativity or, or as like taboo to talk about, um, you know, to me, you got to treat mental health just like you would cancer. You got to yeah. attack it. You got to be people, you know. Well, and with that much empathy, you know, it's, it's very, well, very difficult. I, I, and sad in this country. And again, I don't know if it's the same in every country, but in this country, it's sad that, you know, God forbid somebody gets cancer. Again, you know how much I've done for Leukemia Lymphoma Society, right? Or people who have breast cancer or some other. Yeah. They, they wear the patch and they, they dress in pink and they're proud and they march and they go to walks and we're going to fight cancer. You don't see that with mental health. Why? It's a disease. It's, it should be, it should be, we should be helping people who have this disease. And again, it's hard because it's a, that person may not want anyone to know. And it's, it's a battle they're facing up and down. And listen, I, I get, it's not the same as cancer by any means. Right. Right. But, but, but what I'm saying is it's like, it shouldn't be taboo to bring up. It shouldn't be taboo to talk. And, um, and lots of times the problem with mental illness, which is so hard, is people that are going through don't even know that they're in it. They don't even know necessarily that they're depressed, right? They don't even know, well, you know. it's like Dak Prescott from the Cowboys came out a few weeks ago and said he was dealing with depression and, yeah. and, and, and some mental stuff. Um, and then, you know, you had, you know, I believe it was Skip Bayless, uh, who does work for Fox Sports 1, uh, saying he shouldn't have come out and said that as a quarterback of the Cowboys. I'm like, what? I know, what? that's crazy. I, I, I do think you're right. I think we are getting to a point where people are destigmatizing it, but. Um, yeah, I think it's gotten. I think it's but gotten it's, it's better. Slower. Yeah. But, but it, it has a long way to go. It has a. And yes. also, it's hard to diagnose. Yep, absolutely. You go get a test. You know, it's not like you go get a blood test and say, oh, I got this mental disorder, right? right. It's, it's hard. And by the way, it's very expensive, right? Therapy. Oh my God. Treatment. If you need to go inpatient. Oh my God. I mean, insanely expensive, you know? It also comes with a stigma that unfortunately is from, from getting hired to relationships. Sure. You know, you meet somebody at a bar and they say, Oh, I'm fighting cancer. Okay. Let's go out on a date. You meet somebody at a bar and they say, I'm fighting mental health. You're like, no, I'm not going. Like, and that's unfortunate, right? Right. It's like an so, instant, unfortunately, like red flag. You're right. Like, it's like, oh, you know, I don't know, you know. So right. that that is true. So, uh, but no, I mean, but in terms of sports, I mean, the first three weeks of the NFL have been fantastic. I, you know, I find myself watching it more this year than I've ever done. Um, my, Shocking. My premier soccer has been great. 
Um, yeah, no, listen, I think it's college football. Yep. You know, love college football. I mean, they, you know, some schools have up and downs. It's been hard, I think, but the fact that, that they're trying. Um, now, wait, we do have an NFL coronavirus outbreak for the first time. I so three, three people, I don't know if, well, it was actually eight people, but three players, five staff. I guess that's technically at an the outbreak. Tennessee Titans. Okay, Tennessee yeah. Titans who had played the Vikings. So all the Vikings post game tests were negative. They're retaking their tests. Um, I don't have an update today as where it's the game stand because they've notified the, the team, the Vikings and the Tennessee Titans and the teams they're playing, um, that the games potentially could be postponed and moved to a bye week. But I think in general, they've done very well. Uh, and you know, back to Montgomery County real quick, you know, the County I live in the state of Maryland, the governor said that you could resume high school sports as of October 7th. Okay. So, so next week. Montgomery County, of course, said no. And my frustration with this is, and there's people, well, you know, oh, it's all about high school football and we don't need it. And well, there's so many kids who play high school football that that's how they get recruited and noticed for college. Yeah, yeah. Huge I'm not just talking about Division One college. I'm talking about Division Two, Division Three, the subdivision. It's it's their it's their entree into getting a getting a, a, a an education at the collegiate level. Keep and this is very important. Football, you get recruited for college playing high school football. Soccer, lacrosse, as you know, with Dan, soccer, lacrosse, softball, even basketball, a little bit of high school, but also you have your um, your your your, um, your your leagues that you know the summer leagues and and the I'm mean, here it's called the I two seventy league in basketball. That's how you get recruited in those other sports from your club team, right? Not high school. My son played. My daughter and son both played collegiate soccer. Okay, not one college coach came to one of their high school games. Right, they went to their club games. Because they're playing with top competition, they're in tournaments. The college coaches can see six, seven, ten kids at one time. High school football, you get recruited out of playing yeah. high school. So I think you know. I That's think a good point. Give, I think they're trying to give these athletes, student athletes, a chance to make, and especially if you're competing for a spot on, say, George Mason's team or or Monmouth College or Rutgers University. If you have other states and jurisdictions, like New Jersey's playing high school football, New York's playing high school football. So it's not just about like your county. It's about that kid's not going to get a spot because somebody else is going to get it because they're playing and they could see that person. So, you know, a lot of these people on Twitter, that's why Twitter is just a dangerous place. They're like, "Eh, you know, who needs college, uh, high school football? It's not about (laughs) that. It's not. No, you're right. It's it's much more than that. And I do think, you know, you do have places like what we're talking about, D.C., where people do live in bubbles, where most families, it's fine if their kids don't get a scholarship. Or and by the way, you know, it but- hurts. And I'll say this also. Not playing high school sports, whether you want to go to college to play or not, 
hurts lower income kids because yeah. they can't afford the club level. How much is dance loud in soccer? Thousands. If you do right. travel, I mean, you know, of course they have program. I'm sure like yeah, scholarships, scholarships and, and- but, but that's not, you know, there may be two or three on a team, right? That's not the entire team. So the majority of parents are paying thousands of dollars to enter thousands their kids in travel, so, which starts at nine or 10 years old, and they're heading to North Carolina and South Carolina. It, it's very expensive. It's kind of interesting that a liberal county with a semi-socialist county executive, by these decisions, is actually hurting lower-income families and kids more, both by not going into class and not allowing them to play high school sports than, you know, the white so-called, uh, you know, suburban kids and who couldn't play club, who could have the pods, who could have tutors and all this other stuff. So I mean, I sound like a moderate Democrat today. You really actually, you really do. I, it's amazing. Am I scared? It's amazing. You? Yes. It's kind of like, what? Um, no, it's, it's shocking. And um, no, I love, I love your tweets with Mark um, Elrich there. And uh, you guys have probably permanently camped out in front of his office. So I'm sure he hates Fox uh, five. Well, but, especially um, <laughs> since we're moving our business there. I'm like, I gotta be a little careful. Right. You guys are like the bane of his existence, but at he the made, same time, he may lock down my studios. <laughs> It's like he, it's amazing to me. He is a person that seems to not be able to answer any questions. I don't know. He's, it's, he's it's just, you know, it's kind of shocking because you guys will send reporters there. He refuses I mean, to give they, quotes. They, they, I, so I was, um, Ike Leggett, who was the, who were his, his, his predecessor, who was county executive, was, um, you know, he was, I thought he was a very good county exec. He was very supportive of our move to the county. He understood the balance between business and, 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 safety and all. And again, he didn't have to deal with a pandemic, but Ike was just different. He was, yeah. this, this, he could answer questions. He, uh, anyway, I just think that, um, um, Patrick, is there anything else? I mean, there was so much news, obviously, you know, president Trump's tax returns leaked, um, which were not great. Uh, and Chicago, Chicago Herald did a great piece basically on his finances over the years, which really were not good until the apprentice and really Mark Burnett. Yeah, so, it's kind of interesting made him. about that story. So they, they, you know, and this is where I think you got to be careful. You know, the New York Times, you know, they got them leaked to them. They're going to report on them. But everyone ran with it as it was some sort of, um, you know, like he was doing something wrong or illegal. He, he hasn't. He wasn't. No one's suggesting that. But it does show how his... Um, persona and being a top business person and the art of the deal and all that stuff. That's the real reason he didn't want them out in, in 15 or 16. Well, right. Because it really was all fake, right? I mean, it really, well, I don't know if it was fake. Listen, I don't know how many deductions. I, I did not go through the documents. So I, so, well, the truth of the matter is his finances were a mess, basically, until Mark Burnett's production company came to him and said, hey, we're going to create this apprentice around what you've done. He yeah. bought into it. And that, you know, exponentially gave him 200, 300, 400 million dollars in endorsement deals. And, you know, he and could license his name even bigger. And but, the, you know, he's it doesn't appear that he's a billionaire. And in fact, you know, I think that's what, again, is like his ongoing lies is probably. Hey, but, like, but my point is, Joe Biden never had a real job in his life, other than the he's government He's been a job. lifelong 
senator and he's dedicated his life to this country and politics. What are you talking about? That's a, a job. As I, said, a, as I said, a real job. Okay. Right? That's no, no. I, I mean, a private sector job where you have to compete. And the, like, listen, and again, I'm not knocking that. I'm just saying it's easy to criticize somebody who. I don't think, Patrick, anyone's criticizing that business is difficult. They're criticizing that he lied and said he was a billionaire and all this BS about what a great well, business Ford, person Ford when he really yesterday, wasn't. Forbes, Forbes came out yesterday and said he is absolutely a billionaire, regardless of his tax. Well, he probably is now because well, of. I, again, I don't, I'm just saying they said he was in 16 and he still is now. But you're right. He Listen, his narcissism or his his, you know, his ego or his persona of being the big businessman from New York is part of the reason he got elected. So if it was out there that he was really losing money on his business or based on all his deductions and his, his, his deficit carried forward and all this other stuff, uh, to me, again, I think a misstep because he thought things were rolling along. Obviously, no one anticipated the pandemic. In retrospect, he could have released them earlier, and I don't think anyone would have cared. But it's, now, you know, it became it became a story because he made it a story, right? Yeah, one hundred percent. Anyway, look. We've, we've by the way, I paid more taxes than Trump. So do I. <laughs> I mean, that's bananas. It's crazy. We all do. Everyone's paying more than seven hundred fifty dollars. I mean, that's insane. Ugh. Anyway. Uh, anyway. All right, Patrick, anything else? Obviously, next week. Wait, now, next week, the debate will be the 7th, you said. So oh, what's that? That's the vice presidential Which debate. I think will be really good. Uh, that's on Wednesday. Okay, so we may or may not um, hold the podcast till after, but um, yeah, we'll that'll see. certainly be good. Uh, no, probably not. And then, okay. then the 15th, we may have to do a special Friday, yeah. Friday, back-to-back after the two Thursday night debates. Let's do it. I think they I are still- we make it that far. <laughs> What's going to happen between now and then? Well, you seem to be predicting some, I don't know what you think is going to happen. Uh, I, I like this psychic, psychic Biden's Patrick. Up, Biden's up 10 points and and the next debate is as a as chaotic as this one. I could see the Biden camp saying, you know what? We're canceling the third debate. There's no reason to have it. Well, that it's might be not, true. It's not productive. And He's it's already won. Yeah. And, it, and it's a disservice to the country. That could be. Yeah, you're right. So you're right. I can, and you know what? They wouldn't be totally wrong. Psychic Pat over here. I mean, I like it. <laughs> A rational, moderate Patrick. Well, maybe you should go back to drinking. Seems like that actually makes you seem more. I don't know. Maybe we should encourage you to drink. It seems. Anyway. Where As do... I said always, two things can be true. You can not like some of the Democratic liberal policies that I believe are coming. And you can also not like what the other side does. So. Um. All right, where do people follow you on uh, Twitter? Patrick, GM, Fox 5, DC. All right, we'll see you guys next week. Sarah, thanks. That was great.